that's what everyone's so excited about with digital landscape is you can gather so much information and then you can do stuff with that information that information will come to your house and kill you uh, soon <laughs> soon for sure one day A podcast all right uh, welcome back to another episode of Zen engineering that's episode 10 episode 10 baby which uh i'm adam i'm brian and episode 10 means we're following through on our promise to have our first guest yeah which Woo. may very well be a train wreck but we'll uh <laughs> it's, it's possible i was gonna call this episode one that's wrong we'll do the best we can <laughs> that's mike yes to mike this is episode one guest episode <laughs> number one yes <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, for trusting me to be the first one. Yeah, man. Oh, hell yeah, buddy. Um, so should we like introduce Mike or just start talking about shit? And you can be like, okay, that voice knows what he's talking about. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's introduce. Why don't you introduce yourself? I'm not interesting enough to have too much talk about me. I don't think <laughs> I, uh, I I write funny things. I, I think they're funny. I, I think they work. I have medial confidence in it. <laughs> um, but uh, I've known uh, the host of the show for a very long time. And, known me uh, for like twenty years, yeah. and Brian for twenty five, something I, like that. Twenty nine, right? twenty nine for T. Brian, and uh, it, it, we always have fun conversations about interesting things. And the fact you guys are doing a, a podcast that's basically a fun conversation about an interesting thing, totally. Uh, it made me really want to be involved, and so uh, I'm glad that um, that y'all said it was cool. Hell so, yeah! Thanks so this week's on. interesting thing. <clears throat> You can't see it, but I'm doing a segue. <laughs> we're we're actually we're all in person for the first time today. D- Jones and I usually do this. Remotely. Oh yeah, that's another. We're special actually standing aspect. in the same room, so I'm excited that he can like see me dance. It's actually probably <laughs> going to be distracting, and will make things harder to do. You're right. I'll try. I'll try not to to dance so much. Um, when you do, I'm just going to go dance, dancing machine, and just, just just let it be known that a dance is happening. Huh. So so. I feel like Mike, you're you're probably gonna end up being a regular guest because there okay. are so many things you could talk about. Huh. Agreed. Um, and in this case, we you're not really even here to talk about your profession or what you do, any of that kind of stuff. You're here because you're a sports fan. Yes, yes, and more so while, than everybody else here. While I'm an athlete, <laughs> I'm not particularly a sports fan. Right. And Brian doesn't really know what sports are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go outside all the time. Some of the sports are played outside. outside. <laughs> many, many are not. Is you, that a sport? You understand activities, right? That's not true. You play volleyball. I play. I play activities. Yeah, and, the, and you surf. Like those are sports. Yeah. Those are things. Some would argue maybe they're not, but yeah, I'm, I'm being nice with the, sur- the surfing <laughs> thing. But the volleyball <laughs> that, definitely is. Volleyball turn- is definitely a sport. Oh, absolutely. Volleyball is definitely. A, a, yeah, I do yeah. play a sport now. Is golf a sport? Nah. Golf is an activity. So here's the deal. Golf's a, you swing a stick by yourself on a, on your lawn. I don't think so, it's a sport. I forgot who said it, but someone once tried to classify it as saying that things are only sports if somebody else's efforts um, directly impact your own success or failure. So, for example, mm-hmm. in a foot race or, say, a swimming race, which Adam's more familiar with than, than anyone else here. A fin race. A fin race? Yeah, a webbed A fin-based fin. race? A, a duck fin-based race. race, yes. Uh, you you have to swim a certain speed and you have to swim a certain distance, but you only win if you've done it faster than the guy next to you. And in soccer, you only win if you score more than the guys across from you. And in boxing, you only win if the other guy who's punching you in the face punches you in the face <laughs> with less velocity and less strength and possibly fewer times. Uh, and in golf, you're kind of playing against the course. I like playing golf. It's really, really fun. 
I, I would say if you're following that criteria, then it's not a spoiler. I like that criteria. That's interesting. Do you think that, that therein lies the merit? So we, we skipped over the intro part, which is... <laughs> we don't need intro. <laughs> Mike's here to try to sell us on the relevance of sports. Yes. <laughs> Just, the, the, the relevance in a different of the sense. Yeah. I, I understand the relevance of taking part in sport, I think. I appreciate that. I advocate for that. Um, but you, even if you've listened to previous episodes of the podcast, when Brian and I talk about the state of football on a Sunday, it's not in the most glowing Sure. We try to fashion. remain neutral. And... <laughs> Was it? I said we try we, to remain neutral. We we say neutral things. Yeah, that's what a good um, a good civilized human being but, does. So, so to you, do you think that that do you think the definition that you're cruising toward when you say that with sport, it like is does that encapsulate also the merit of sport? It's as, it, as a spectator sports. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I once wrote something back when I thought I could write for the New Yorker. Um, I wrote this essay trying to explain why people liked sports. Because here's the other thing about me is I'm very aware that others don't share my opinions. <laughs> and, 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 and believe it or not, many people are not. Many people are like, this is simply reality and everyone else is crazy. However, I, I know that people don't always uh, uh, see it the same way. And so in, in, a, in an effort to explain it, I thought that sports were the people who love watching sports. Um, they love the idea of history, but only in a very selfish way. And they like the idea of religion, but they kind of require a more concrete uh, amount of like tangible proof. Here's what I'm talking about: a big portion of sports fandom, especially like you're a sports fan, right? Yeah. You consider yourself a sports, just broadly stated, I'm a sports fan. I'm a sports fan. I, I, I like most sports. In fact, I, I, gave a, I gave a very, very wide effort to become a fan of soccer recently. Cool. Simply because I know it is the most popular sport in the world. I didn't quite understand it. And I knew that I was wrong because everyone else liked it. This is, again, so I, I knew my opinion was incorrect at this point. The way, <laughs> the way I usually say, I, I like watching my teams. Like yeah. I like watching the Ravens play. But I don't enjoy watching a quote good game. Sure, and, th- like, and I don't want to yeah. watch college football on a Saturday just because a good game might happen. If my mm. teams aren't playing, I don't give a shit. It's an interesting point because that actually kind of connects more to this whole history and religion thing, which I'll explain in a moment. Because I'm with you in certain sports, like I will watch every single football game I possibly can, whether my team is playing or not, because I see some sort of relevance to my team, regardless. In fact, I had, really, I had a really hilarious quasi argument with my wife about this because she's, she's a born and raised Angelino, and this is the this is the year if she wants to become a Rams fan that she can because, you know, you can't become a bandwagon fan later. She's already kind of a Ravens fan because she has to live with me. Um, but uh, the the interesting thing... Oh, shit. What was I talking about? <laughs> uh, you're talking about f- fandom, like fan, being a fan of sport versus oh, yeah, 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 sorry, fan right. of team. So basically, like, she was like... <laughs> the thing that she was bumping up against was she was like, will you root for the Rams if the Ravens aren't playing? And I said... Yes, if there's no impact on the Ravens. She goes, oh. what do you mean? And she goes, well... It's a lot of calculating. There's, there are divisions. There are other games. You, you have to race in, 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 this, uh, in the AFC, in the AFC North, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, like, so most games matter. She's like, so you, so no. And I'm like, well, probably not. And while you were rambling, she left the room and you didn't notice. <laughs> I had no idea, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's funny you say that because like, so why would you watch a game for a, of a team playing that you didn't care about? Part of it is in the event that something quote unquote historical happens. You know the T-shirts that are the mm. most kind of ubiquitous sports T-shirts of all time are the "I was there" shirt, yeah. and very often you buy that shirt 
kind of to say, oh yeah, in uh, in in 2008, my brother and I went to Tennessee to watch the Ravens play in a in a divisional game, and this happened and it rained and my brother didn't wear a coat because he's crazy and this random Titans fan. All these all these uh, facts, all this information, it all comes from the I was there T-shirt. The other thing is if you see something something like quote unquote miraculous, and that is the religious aspect of it you have to admit there's a lot of deification going on in sports especially when people build statues of athletes you know what oh, i mean yeah. it's, it's yeah, literally right. it's literally golden there's, calves there's worship i mean everyone that's that's an obvious theme <laughs> concrete in, calves uh, yeah come right. in sports right. at all ages is the worship factor right that if you're the high school football uh quarterback quarterback yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you're you're a huge fucking deal well it's interesting because then you have that charles barkley thing of like we shouldn't be role models right like yeah when you deify them it becomes like i should be like that person and then they go well, you shouldn't that person shouldn't cheat on their wife because you're a role model and it's like no i rose to prominence because i'm really good at, a, at an activity over here mm-hmm. my job is to be good at that activity that's a really interesting point and, and an interesting and topic, people yeah. people separate that in in all endeavors, not just in in sports, and I, you know, I'm not trying to digress too much too quickly because I'm gonna do it. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, Woody Allen, for example, I have friends who are diehard, crazy Woody Allen fans, and what they all do now that the facts are kind of out and it's getting ickier and ickier with that guy, it's like I'm separating the guy from his work, right. and and to an extent, when you when I, you know when your your running back in 2004 goes to jail for conspiracy to uh traffic cocaine you kind of have to like separate the the guy from the activity otherwise what are you doing are you you're cheering for the drug dealer like like, like that's yeah, what you're doing I, it like uh, bill cosby would be the context to bring that excellent up right now right excellent like example. the yeah. fact that what he did for comedy was groundbreaking and that i still listen to himself and which yeah. is confusing if i don't explain that himself <laughs> is a bill cosby album <laughs> That he recorded. <laughs> you listen to he. But if you, if you, it's still a great album. Yeah. The jokes are still funny. For sure. So I, I'm disappointed yeah, you need to, you that need he to turned out to things. be a creeper. So Gerard Carmichael is a, is a brilliant stand-up and has a show on NBC called Carmichael Show. And he actually did an episode about Cosby that got a lot of buzz because it wasn't a blanket uh, roasting of Bill Cosby. It was basically like, how do we... How do we deal with these feelings of growing up with this person who's basically America's dad? Like he was like the patriarch of the first kind of post all in the family family comedy that actually was like kind of talking about stuff. How do you how do you deal with that with the like fifteen hundred people he obviously uh, violated in some horrible way? Right. right. Um, but you know, and sports is a similar way. And so the question is, what are we as sports fans getting that is? is worth that conversation. Well, it, it forces you to look at what are you actually a fan of? Mm-hmm. It makes you look at, and this, this maybe can take us back to a little broader view of fandom and, and, and stuff that you tend to get behind or get excited about or connect with or become a member of. Like Dungeons and Dragons. Like Dungeons Definitely Dungeons. like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> why are we're, you? We're all in a safe place why on that are topic. You, why are you a Star Trek person versus a Star Wars person? Why are you a fan of a particular person and on your team? Why does it matter? And why do you defend it? Yes, absolutely. Right. So what are you in? Why do you try to convince other people they should not be? the other thing exactly like, what fuck is that orcs and fuck that's... elves that shit's bitch ass i'm into androids like, what it's and all... that's that's what the root of all this stuff is that's what that's like yeah, the common theme is there's something you want everyone else to want what you want you want everyone else to like what you want 
you sell it, you stand behind it. Even when it's wrong, you stand behind Bill Cosby because you love him, even if he's out raping a thousand people. Yeah. So he didn't get. What do you really? Well, I'm saying you stand behind him because it's jokes are funny. That's true. I was lying. What was that? I'm saying you stand behind him. I don't love him. But I, I stand behind him because his jokes are still funny. You that, have to, that album is you ha- still you have to stand behind funny. him in front of him. So you're what's gonna happen. So with, right. with in the bill the bill I don't actually want to talk about Bill Cosby. He's a bad example because he's very negative. Let's go back to let's let's do uh, what's Woody Allen? What's happening with Woody Allen? Woody That's Allen's also a creeper too. It's, 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 Why it's, is everyone a fucking negative. creeper? I don't know. It's a shame. Stop being creepers. Um, Here, here's Just do cool it, stuff and be a good person. Basically, you're saying a second ago, as far as like creating the Star Trek group and creating the Star Wars group, um, I think a lot of it is weird tribalism that that still in some way makes us feel more safe i think in a weird way if you are surrounded by like-minded people or people that all have something in common i think you have a little bit of like i'm okay in this cave and nothing's gonna eat me like so i was in barcelona uh, in in 2010 um which is a really fun place by the way i recommend everyone goes and there was a dude on our double-decker bus who had a Orioles hat on. And we immediately became like, like best friends. Like I talked to this guy <laughs> forever the entire time. I, I, I don't know what he did. We, we had nothing in common. It's just we were in this foreign country and we had this thing about ourselves that we shared. And that to me is a very small example of, of the feeling you get when you're packed in a, in a group room full of people where everyone's supporting a team that's actually, that's doing something. And, and, and you know, it obviously goes to extreme lengths, like in my in my my newly uh, explored realm of soccer. Fans, <laughs> fans do crazy things, like the, you know, a Colombian a Colombian uh, ref had his head pulled off wow. after he stabbed a player. <laughs> I mean, th- so things have happened. How do you pull the ref's head off with a okay, lot of somebody people? Somebody got stabbed. A lot humans, of humans yes. pulled his head they off. They tied him to a tree and they pulled off his head. Like right then, was it a rash decision? Well, they, 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 I don't think anyone thinks it through and goes, you know what we got to do? Let's pull Let's this have man's a boat. head up. The Let's eyes have, have it. It's the... <laughs> hey, somebody got stabbed with a pencil a few years ago in Hall H at Comic-Con. Really? <laughs> Purely by accident. Oh, but guess what? I'm no, sure someone was, was just rushing no, to sign, and, sign an autograph. That must happen all the time for exactly the reason um, you're talking about. For the Star Wars people and the Star Trek people that are getting each other's face. But so, so then what is it that makes sports... To take it back to the original yep. topic and this, the idea of fandom, why is sports fandom so much more accessible to people than the fandom that we consistently talk about with Star Trek and nerd things and whatever, right? Like the tribalism, I get it. It happens. How come everyone's into sports? Yeah, why are sports so and then prolific those sports, in the world? People think you're bitch ass if you're into dragons. Well, I can't speak to the to the the, the bitch ass elements of it because I, I I'm okay with a dragon. I do enjoy a good dragon movie. I'm awesome because I'm into dragons. Yeah, just to be clear. But I think it's ger- <laughs> it's it's generally fair to assume there is not the versus jock the nerd dichotomy sure. that exists. Definitely, um, certainly when we were when we were growing up. I think that now, maybe it seems that way on TV I, shows. I think that part <laughs> of the, I think that the physical nature of the sport and sort of being celebrating someone's physical physical abilities. Um, is a little easier for everyone to get behind rather than looking into too much nuance. And this is coming mm. from somebody who loves sport. Like I, I love, love, love sports. That's fair. And if I watched, for example, I was watching uh, uh, Arsenal Watford this morning, uh, which is played thousands and thousands of miles away from, from where we live. I think that's a really funny thing about being in the States and being a European soccer fan is that like you got to wake up at 6 in the morning <laughs> yeah. to catch your games. It's so different than 
football on Sunday where you like roll out of the out of bed, half hungover, have another some hair to the dog. Oh, you got to put <laughs> like, effort in catch your... to do this. You really got to put effort in. You're still waking up hungover and going to drink, though. I think. Yeah, is the key to uh, you're just waking up to an alarm clock. By the way, that's also an interesting point, which is I'll I'll mention one moment. But I think like you know, watching that game, yeah, everyone in the stadium wanted one team to win. But I think it's base level watching Mezzadozo play. Both of you guys would watch Mezzadozo play and go, that dude's doing something kind of amazing. Like that guy can kick a ball on a dime, full sprint while running, and land it right on someone's head at the perfect angle where only he can get it, and the only and where he will go forward like a quarter of an inch of his head and put the ball in the net like that is a it's a remarkable physical thing and i think that it's it's more difficult perhaps for people that have played sports at a high level such as adam uh because i don't think you are quite you you're not quite as in awe of the things that people Mm. do in a pool because not only have you done most of them but the people the people who have done like the most incredible uh things in a pool of all time you like, you know, eat chicken wings with and stuff. You know right. what I mean? So it's so there isn't there isn't that sort of like whoa. Plus, I think that there's a lot of regionalism with it. I think that it all kind of speaks to this primitive notion of our town has the best guy. So you and know, he can beat up your guys. Our, so you better not go to war against us, right? This is just war games. Basically, it's, it means we're going mean, to be able kind to survive. Of the argument winter. I would make. It's true. It's totally true. And and and. You know, the sort of binary I win, you lose mentality of, of most sports, and soccer's a little different because there are ties, but there are good ties and bad ties, is kind of that whole, you know, the, the we've conquered and we've pillaged and, and, and now we're okay. going to burn the place to the ground. So let's, let's take this to some other places where people are fans now and see what else we can tease out. Well, Adam just went to the, uh, the, the, the Springsteen show. Well, first, I want to talk about something real quick before we get off sports. Okay. As, as much as it. I'm welcome. Shocking. As much as I welcome that. <laughs> Uh, explain for our listeners, Mike, relegation. Oh, so relegation is amazing. So relegation is soccer. I think it's okay. amazing too. Right. And I think it should exist in every sport and I think it should just exist everywhere. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to wind <laughs> I, I completely agree with you. I'm, I'm going to wind up with this by, is this where they execute the losing team every year? You're, you're really close. So close. <laughs> so basically, uh, it, it's funny because, because so many people are figuratively. like, yeah, so many people are like, oh, soccer is, soccer is not an American game. It's not American in spirit. The most American thing about soccer is relegation. Relegation basically means that there's 20 teams in each of the four major leagues in, uh, in like in England, for example, and every single, uh, major league in Europe is like this. The three worst teams that season get kicked out. They get kicked out of the league. Out of the league, they, they get have booted to down. go to the minor leagues. Yes, and the, the yes. whole team. Wait, so can like it's a like, minor? So like in American sports, as far as I'm, con- it's like if the Orioles have were last place league. in their division and they had to go down to AAA. Yes. and play in fucking. And the, so you would like bring up your AAA team yes. as yeah. opposed to like cycling people so, up from it. So in football, because <laughs> football is a pretty accessible one, uh, as far as like the like the major leagues, it's literally as if this last year. Um, the Tennessee Titans, the Cleveland Browns, and the San Diego Chargers got kicked down to college football, and Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State were all in the NFL now. We're all that, in the NFL. That's yeah. how it works. The so basically, CFL or so. <laughs> yeah, the, the CFL too. Yeah, exactly. The the, uh, the Barnstormers or the, not the Barnstormers. Right, that's the, Arena League. The uh, the uh, the Rough Riders. Rough Riders. Saskatchewan Rough Riders yeah. are all of a sudden in the AFC South. <laughs> um, but it's crazy because basically it means if you stink. If you stink, you still have something to play for because you you have to play for survival. And by the way, there's no uh, uh, financial um, uh, equity at all 
in in English soccer. So like, if you get kicked out of Premier League and go down to what's called the Championship League, ironically, um, it's like tens of millions of euros that you're not getting because of the TV money that's in the Premier League. And so, for example, uh, uh, Watford, not Watford, um, Norwich beat Newcastle today. Norwich is in 17th place. And they celebrated the day like they just won the fucking Super Bowl. Can we hear something here? Sorry. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, <laughs> and they celebrated because they beat Newcastle, which means they can stay up another year, which means they'll get more money. And Newcastle's like, oh, my God, if we don't have any money, we can't afford players. We can't afford stadiums. So it's like a very capitalistic uh, it is, sports league. It is the most capitalistic sports league in the entire world. Versus the NFL, where if you lose for long enough that your city loses interest, you maybe get moved from St. Louis to Los Angeles. But and that, that takes 10 that takes to decades. 15 years. Right. So one of the things, and I've definitely said <laughs> this so in the past ago. in the course of this conversation. We actually had a giant steak dinner between is, the pause and we started. Is <laughs> like, it you, when you're not, what you just get to try again next year. And so what are the stakes? Yeah, what keeps you excited in, throughout a season? In a league without relegation, but even with one without relegation, like it's not like your team is all murdered and you never get to see well, them see, play I, again. Okay. Like I, I love the last – I've been saying this since I was a little kid. Why don't sports – why don't you just play the last two minutes of every sporting event? The first, the first 30 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever, they're a big fucking waste of time. Just play the last two minutes. That will I deliberately the chose a sport where the whole thing is two minutes long. Which sport race. did you just say? You're done. The swimming. Right. 200 exactly. freestyle. Exactly. Two-minute race. That's where all the excitement is. <laughs> it's urgent from the second the gun goes off. What's the point? <laughs> so there's something else to watching sports besides the victory because yeah. that is almost always decided in that last, especially football. It's the whole half the actual time of the game yeah. is the last five minutes of the game. But I would, say all, I would say all of the intensity of, of those last two minutes Basketball's are, the worst are, built, are built by the rest of the game. However, is it foreplay? Yeah, in a weird way. <laughs> uh, I, I think that basketball is probably the best example where it's just kind of close, and you get to the end, and then you kind of see what happens. Yeah, super but it, boring. You but, mean? but you do. But you do. <laughs> Sorry. You do. Uh, you guys have never been the nerdier than this moment. You had this weird sort of like that was definitely a like uh, a like um, I, I can't think of the name. That was a like Beavis esque laugh. That you gave. <laughs> For those of you who don't know me, I'm like 19 feet tall and have always hated basketball. Yeah. Oh well, so, well, well that's also <laughs> doesn't that's stop from everyone, everyone ever that's met you from saying. So you you play basketball, everyone. right? Every my time I leave the house, my favorite pop college just, on a basketball scholarship. Did you? My favorite my favorite Jones interaction <laughs> with anybody about this was we were at a place actually right around the corner from here, and uh, and you had clearly just been frustrated and gotten tired of getting the question, and some bouncer checked your ID and goes, "Hey, where'd you play ball?" And you went. <laughs> Vanderbilt <laughs> and he's like alright SEC he's like, you, you went to Vanderbilt for, for engineering you did not play you, you played some basketball you had dunked on it one time which I did I played story. basketball one of my first days there and I think that was it and that was the end <laughs> so, so basically I think that it's interesting it goes to I know philosophy is a big chunk of this podcast a big chunk of what you like to talk about I, I want to say it was it Weaver was he talking about the pursuit of pleasure and the, and the avoidance of pain is that him I, I have no idea. All right. So basically... I, the part of philosophy I'm really bad at is the part where you remember philosophers? what other people say. <laughs> Got it. I remember the ideas. I know Sunset. the idea you're talking about, so but someone I don't care what old dudes said. We it. like to you're separate from the any... self on our podcast. Right. <laughs> Got it. Well, basically what they're saying is that every human motivation is, is made in the pursuit of pleasure and the avoidance of pain. And I think that what you guys are a little fixated on uh, is only the avoidance of pain as a stake as opposed to the pursuit of pleasure being mm. a bonus. 
And I think that the 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 benefit the following year of your sporting event team, whatever it is, is knowing for certain that someone's going to win. And it might not be you. In, in, in football, it's it's thirty one to one. It won't be. Uh, but it's not about having something disastrous happen and and sort of being fearful about losing that. It's about this is an opportunity. Every single season is an opportunity. And and the, the sports that seem to be doing the best. And it's funny because we're talking about you know baseball has not done this very well as of late. And and basketball, in, you know the NBA almost almost doesn't even like this sort of thing. But football football's success is based on the, the word I always use is parity, and and that is every single year, every team has a chance to win. Every mm-hmm. fan base, no matter how deluded, they all think they can win it. And so what you're basically doing is you're selling that hope, and it's that hope that's driving the fans. And guess what? If it's like six weeks into the season and you're Jacksonville and you're 0-6, you might bail. And you might be, you might be like, ah, we'll, we'll see what happens next year. And the reason that you bail, and this is what's interesting versus the idea of relegation, the reason that you bail is because you get a higher draft spot if you're ranked lower in the next year, right? I don't fully in, understand in, how in that fo- works. In football, yeah. So in football, football, football yes. is, is a purely they flip the sta- they flip the standings, and that is the order in which you get a thing because 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 football is trying to promote parity, whereas in basketball. They do what's called a lottery, and just the worst you are each year, the more chances you have to have a higher pick. But you do so. still have a better chance, which is funny because compared to relegation, which is what takes place in Europe, I know the way we do it is the most socialist Correct. way I can imagine. And that's doing the, this. That's the irony of, of people. <laughs> While like, we freak out about socialism as yeah, a bad word, it's the irony of people like mm. Ann Coulter shouting at the top of her lungs that <laughs> uh, that soccer's not an American sport because there's ties in it. It's like well. <laughs> I mean, football is barely an American sport. It's if you look the at the single most free market sport. That but by I, the way, that, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, it's popular. They make a joke. So right now in, in the Premier League, <laughs> and I'll come back to this in a second. Right now in the Premier League, the number one team is a team called Leicester City. Leicester City is really small. They've never been good. They were supposed to finish dead last. They're in first, and they have arguably the two best players in the league right now. And what all the sportscasters are saying is they're all joking and calling them Real Madrid's Harry, uh, Real Madrid's uh, Jamie Vardy, and uh, and Barcelona's Riyad Mahrez because they're like eventually Barcelona's going to go. We'll give you hundred million dollars to that guy, and they'll go okay, <laughs> and they'll do it. And Vardy's gonna Vardy wants to play in a big market. He wants to play on the on, like on huge stages, and so he, of course he's gonna go. He's like, right. why, why, why with that? But um, it's funny you bring that up because in, in a way you're almost you're you're tapping into by talking about the, the 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 high draft pick socialism of football. The high draft pick is still promoting hope because guess what? If you're zero and six, and you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, or better example, my beloved team, the Baltimore Ravens. We were really bad this year. We've been this bad in, in ages. And at a certain point, the hope of that season was gone and it had been replaced by the hope of the future because we were so bad, we're going to get a really good player next year. So it's this perpetual hope machine. That's basically what sports are, especially football, <laughs> is this idea of eventually, eventually it's going to work out. Now, granted, there's a little bit of a gambler's fallacy with it where it's like, you know, Cleveland has been bad and picking the top five for years. They're not getting any better. Um, so there is a meritocracy with like building a team and, and coaching players up and finding good players and making them better. Um, but it's just the idea of hope. And guess what? You know, in certain towns, it means more than others because that, that is the focal point of, of the city's social uh, existence. You know, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Green Bay, even, even cities like Chicago, which are big metropolitan cities, a lot of the identity of the city is invested in the sports team. Chicago is that way because they've always been in the shadow of New York. But when the Bears are good, they've beaten New York at something. And when the Cubs are good, 
it was 1907. Um, <laughs> bad example. So, but yeah. so the hope, so when you talk about hope, right, yeah. it feels like you're saying Petual that it's not machine. the tribal thing that we were talking about before, right? Like, it's not, it's, it's still, though, hope that your team will be good enough to beat the other team so that Chicago can say that they're better than New York. Could, yeah. Like, it's still this tribal warfare sure. thing. And so fandom is, I am part of the tribal group that is better than the other tribal group. And out of that, I derive satisfaction. Yeah. Right? But, but also, you know, it, like you guys get really excited. I, I'm looking at Jones right now. You get really excited when like you talk to somebody and they, they like know a lot about diodes. You know, you know what I mean? They're like really, <laughs> they're really, really excited about, about building something like that's an exciting conversation. And I think that, that is that is a bit of tribalism in a way. That is a bit of finding common ground and having something having something to talk about. Right. Not, not like you, not like you have to search for things to talk about. But I'll tell you what. Like, sure you do. A, a, a lot of talking to people is hard. It, it can be for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and awkward and it's really hard. Yeah. What but do you yeah. do with your hands? In, in fact, you know what? Oh, it's a great episode. I'm fidgeting with things right now, and I'm barely even talking. So it's a great episode of a show. <laughs> to people you've known for 25 years. There's a great episode of a show called The IT Crowd, which I, I, I've watched briefly with you. Yeah, we watched all of them. I watched all of them with you. With, I'm pointing at Adam. This is great radio. Um, <laughs> but there's a joke about Moss, who's a, 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 a very nerdy guy who had this like quarterback wristband basically of things to say to, so to football people, soccer people. <laughs> and it worked every single time. And it was. You see that ludicrous display last night? What's Wenger thinking bringing a wall card into my face? All right, mind how you go. And, it, and he goes through talking to random people about it, and it just kind of works, and he ends up making friends and being involved in a bank robbery. But that's, <laughs> but that's, that's just great comedic writing right there. Um, I, I think that's part of it, and I, and, I, and I think that, you know... Well, so what I think is alienating, though, to, to the, the, the nerd folk, the, the geek crowd, is like... I, I, I always describe when people ask, like when I say that I've, I've gone to Comic-Con or something in San Diego, and people ask about how it is, I say it's like the happiest place in the world. Because I talked about it earlier to make a point, but generally the people that are into dragons are pretty cool with the people that are into Star Trek, sci-fi, whatever. Just the interaction is like, oh, dragons are your thing? Right on. I'm into androids. It's at least the enemy like, of your enemies. High five. You know, we have a tribe. They don't touch each other. And we're proud of one another. For, <laughs> yeah, air five. You know, <laughs> just, how about just a, nervous nod? There's a, whereas, yeah, like, there's a strange... Uh, whereas sports fandom is, you know, sort of aggressively... It's like, you know, Raiders fans will try to fight you on the street because you're not a Raiders fan. Like, and... Unprovoked, or provoked by your shirt that's not a Raiders shirt. Sure, they'll try to pick a fight with you, and so it's like, so part of it is that thing where, how do you, how can you advocate for the the value of the tribal sort of fraternity? I guess. Well, that, that comes from sports. Yeah, while taking away the part that I think is well, alienating to me, and Brian. Which is, I don't want to do the part where I'm supposed to yell at Redskins fans that they're pieces of shit because they are. They grew up in a different town. Well, there's a there's a difference in the team. in the uh, type of fandom. There is a win and lose situation that's yeah. layered on top of being a fan of a sport. And for most other things that people are a fan of, because I was I was thinking about other places we could go with this talk about fandoms and 
specifically things that have the word fan in them, like Apple fanboy. That's a big one right yeah. now. We talk about tech on here all the time. People are huge fans of their electronics now, but there's there's not as much of a of a raw binary win lose situation. So there isn't a need to be as polarizing. There's a place that we were starting to talk about earlier, politics, where it very much it's a win lose, and it's only two teams. And so you see the exact same behaviors emerge, mm-hmm. and you see the exact same sort of like m- m- uh, sometimes mindless uh, gathering behind particular and violence entities and violence too for and, for years violence. Yeah, ton- I mean violence to the point of civil wars and world wars. But it's it's you bring up the Apple thing because so I I have a lot of Apple stuff and my wife grew up on PCs and I gave her my old MacBook. Why would you marry her? Huh? Why would you marry her? <laughs> what have you done? Uh, <laughs> don't and, breathe. Uh, it's don't a breathe. conversion effort, right? Uh, and uh, and she was like she liked it. It was fine, but it, it was never her favorite thing in the world. She didn't quite get it the same way. She bought a Microsoft service and loves it. And I know people that just feel more comfortable kind of in their zones, but. Why was that a? Why was that even a conversation? Why wouldn't? Why would someone basically say, "I like this one. I like this. Why don't I just have this?" Why does it have to be a? You're an Apple person. You're a Windows person. It's a similar kind of deal. I think it's an interesting point. Well, that's sort of a weird one because it has to do with the evolution of the technology and closed versus open systems. I think I don't think people think that think that, um, that that's they're not, not true thinking, for almost they're everyone. They're thinking though. that way. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 People, so I don't know. Some of it has Androids. to do with iPhones versus Androids are not about are not about the nitty-gritty of the technology of it all. No, it, no, it is, for sure. It is very often uh, uh, people, and maybe I'm wrong about this, we all have iPhones in this room, it, very often it's people that um, want to be cool and people that want to be contrarian very loudly mm. and kind of destroying the other one. I had a conversation with this dude. I, I, this is, this is <laughs> as, as violent as I've almost been about, about this stuff. So I had this guy who had some Android phone, and I had an I, iPhone, and he didn't think I don't know if he thought it was being an asshole or not. He's a friend of, a, of of one of my old roommates. And he just goes on and on, and he's like, "Yeah, you know." I goes, "This is you know, this is a world phone, which is very important to me." And I'm like, "Yeah, because you go to San Luis Obispo sometimes. Good luck." <laughs> and uh, he's like, "Yeah, That's you nearby. know." And this can do I can do this, this, and this, and you know, and those things is really just you know, it's really just a toy. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, "I you know, you know what? The world needs Pepsi too." <laughs> and he was so angry. He goes, "No, no." He goes, "Your phone is Pepsi," and I'm like, nah, "You're the one trying to convince me of anything." <laughs> Uh, you're Pepsi, buddy. You know what? I'm glad. I'm glad Pepsi exists for you. But but that's a similar thing. Is we got in an argument about the brand of our phones. That's really weird. How much of it is uh, <laughs> defending your decision? Your decision, that you made? right? You've aligned yourself with the Ravens or with your Apple phone. Oh and, yeah. And phone phones seem trivial, but they're actually a huge deal. They're difficult to get. They're very expensive. You use them all day. There's a personal attachment to them through them to other people and so it's very emotional all this stuff seems like it's going back to like it's all driven by emotion and, and perhaps that's what's missing right now from the bench clearing brawls between world of warcraft and league of legends people is the emotional investment about what that <laughs> game says about them you know because right. in a weird way if you're so, so the reason why you know cleveland is cleveland the, the joke is the factory of sadness that's always the joke about cleveland sports teams but like you know, that's a really sad name. It's really which are occasionally names. bad enough that they become Baltimore sports teams. Well, that was a whole thing altogether. <laughs> but but basically, basically, like they they've invested so much of their own self worth into the success of the failure of their team. Whether it's 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 true or not, people do that all the time. And, and in a weird way, I I do the same thing. I'm not saying it's it's conscious, and I'm not saying it's it's uh, it's even correct. But I think that it all speaks to what you just said, which is you're justifying your decision. You're justifying. 
what this thing says about your ability to pick a phone. Are you are you are you are you more of a of a dullard because you want your phone to be more simple, or are you are you more sort of in, uh, intensely um, uh, committed to uh, security and privacy if you have a Linux phone or something like that? You know what I mean? Like they'll say things about you. So right? is the equivalent if it, to use the phone analogy, like. <clears throat> The part where I was saying I'm a fan of the Ravens, but not a fan of a good game. Like when you take the step from I'm a, uh, I'm a fan of a team to oh well I'll watch any game. Like is that is that partially diffusion mechanism because you, know you don't have to fight with the guy next to you if you're willing to just talk football? It's so interesting. I think the answer is yes. That, that's actually a really interesting thought because. I, uh, I just love phones, man. I don't, you know, <laughs> but, whatever phone you got. But but hang on. But what you said is really, really true. The reason why the people that like, that like I think, just watching a good game um, are people that have so much of an emotional investment in their own game that it's more difficult to actually enjoy it. And I think that's partial, partially true. You can kind of enjoy the actual spectacle of the sport more if it doesn't have any sort of win-loss uh, impact on you. Additionally, I do think it's also this. I think that we all think of ourselves as amateur coaches and tape watchers. And if we watch someone else play, it's like we understand the game more mm-hmm. and therefore we can somehow understand our own team more. You know, there's sort of a volume effort there. And that, bringing back to the technology thing, that would be why you'd have people that love taking things apart. You know what I mean? Like you love taking things apart so you know all the actual physical pieces inside the phone, inside the TV, inside whatever it is that you have every single day and you don't need to know what's inside. Right. But if you know what's inside, it somehow gives you a better understanding of the thing that you either like or are invested in or something like that. Well, and when I hear that, that gives me hope for the state of like, if the fact that you're arguing with this guy and he even knows what a world phone is means that we've progressed to a point where even if like, so then I wonder if, when it comes to why sports are so culturally relevant that they there's some version of sport if not combat sport associated with every social cultural epoch that we can you know run through historically like is part of it that it becomes a mechanism for teaching your society how to understand things on a granular level it's like you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it's, yeah. instead of just bluntly having like, here's a phone, I pick up the receiver, and then there's a voice. Like when people argue about what's the better phone, they they sort of on some level have to understand these are the five things I need to bring up in order to defeat Apple guy on why my phone is better. Yeah. And when that dude knows about those things, I have hope for the ability of people to learn those things and to advance their understanding of the world around them. I think it's also that I have hope that I made the right decision because very often when you look up the, like, the list of things, like the talking points to say, it's because you know you're going to get that question quite a bit. <laughs> Here's an interesting point, though. I think that uh, um, when it comes to... When it comes to like the, the, the societal Dancing. importance of like, <laughs> the societal <laughs> importance of sports is like in a weird way, being a sports fan allows you to lose. It allows you to fail. It allows you to uh, in the binary live die way die and have it not be the end of the world. And I think that in a strange way, sports teach us, even though yeah, there's soccer riots all the time and people burn stuff to the ground and they don't they don't handle things like adults. But in a strange way when my team loses a really, really big game and the world keeps going on, it's sort of a good lesson to learn as a human being. And I think that as we talk about the technology stuff too, I'm not saying that, that, that 
Elon Musk's interest in sports has anything to do with his success as a businessman or, or as an innovator. But I do think that is a guy who has no fear of losing. And I think the only way you can have a, a, a true lack of fear of losing is if you've done it before and life went on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Elon Musk, I, I think he, I, I read that like he, Tesla was like $850 million in the hole last year or something like that. And it's the number one best-selling electric car in, 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 in the world now. And they're releasing the new one, the Model C, is that what it's called? The new like super uh, three, afford one? Model, Model 3. three. Yeah. Uh, and that one needs to have a certain impact in order to do it. And everyone's like, oh, what's going to happen with him? And 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 Elon Musk is like, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to be fine. And guess what? Speaking I'll just of fly fandom, away on my spaceship if I need to. Yeah. I, I'm only speaking for myself, but I'm pretty certain you guys are the same way. I'm openly rooting for Elon Musk. I'm totally. out there saying, I cannot wait till this works. I, I, I This guy is going to change the way that the environment is, going to change the way that, that business is. He's going to colonize Mars before he's dead, which is like his crazy yeah. life goal thing. I, I'm i rooting for that guy. That guy is fearless, and that guy does not care about about things not going his way. So is he so an then, example of a of a, something that people can be a fan of where there's not really a polarizing opposite, where you're not, you don't have to worry about someone on the other side what if you uh, own an oil company? Huh. I guess I, I guess they're all, they're all companies. Why them. isn't why is no one a big fan of That's the CEO of, of uh, Exxon Mobil? Does anyone know the CEO's name of Exxon no, Mobil? I'm sure some people. I, do. I guarantee yeah. someone calls him Tex. Tex. <laughs> I don't know who, but some whether it's some it could be someone at uh, the at the cookie mart. Someone just says, "Hey, Tex." And well, they, and, I feel and like this thing. is a, a solid place to wrap it up, though. So let's 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 do our engineering thing and what's the like what's the moral at the end of this stuff? How should you like like? I feel like we've had a good conversation about where sports fit into society, like what there is to learn about it. How do you what do you take into the world with you so that I don't have to look at somebody who's super fired up about their game and go, God, what a waste of effort. yeah. What's the what's the what a waste of energy that they could be spending on something that I find productive? I've come to terms. I've come to terms Which with completely people's excitement around sports, and and I I enjoy sports more now. Certainly, that I play a sport more aggressively. Um, but what I still like to see is people being aware of what is going on and why they're uh, choosing to act the way they're acting. Yeah. And so, what is the what's what's like the as as a as one of the big, biggest sports fans I know, Rosolio, what is your what what are you like happiest to take away from a season or uh, reading about a new player or predicting who in college is going to become a success? Like what what aspects of all right. these things around sports like the do you like really sport part mm-hmm. right? Because I take understand away? Yeah. what you take away from taking part in a team sport. Mm-hmm. Right? right, you learn how to cooperate. Like that's super valuable. But the part where when you watch other people cooperate, is that of enough value that that it's a thing we should? But that's the whole thing is I don't I don't think your relationship is with the players and the relationship is with the other fans. I think the relationship mm. in following a sport is the shared experience and I and it is it is the communal uh, communal um, experience that we kind of don't have anywhere else anymore. Um, that's we, a very good point. We don't mm. we don't know everybody in our towns. Our, we don't know people on our block. I I don't know the names of people who live next door to me. Granted, LA is right. a little bit different and 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 you know whatever. Um, but 
it is kind of, for better or worse, and there is the sort of the rampant alcoholism of, of tailgating, which is another thing people really enjoy about it. But and, 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 and I'm kind of taking that out. excuse to start drinking at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Exactly. I mean, that's NASCAR exists because people like crashes and, and people like uh, and people like booze. <laughs> but um, I think that I think that when you assess what someone's getting out of it, you got to look at what the people are experiencing next to one another. You got to look at the people in the sports bar who are wearing the same jersey, who have never met each other before in their lives, mm-hmm. and having a conversation, and and perhaps they'll never talk to each other again. They might never even see each other again, but in that moment, they're sharing something with another human being, even if it's really trivial. And that's the thing about sports is it can be totally trivial. Everything's trivial, but everything can be a little bit <laughs> trivial. Yeah, so. and and aren't you? I, I, I am glad when I see people interacting with one another as opposed to just kind of sitting in their own little bubble. Right. And and sure, there are dark sides of it when you get in a fist fight with a guy wearing the other the other jersey, but more often than not, it really is the extremely casual two people sitting watching on a TV and they both agree on something about it. And that is something that is kind of not able to be replicated. As far as that moment in time these people have something in common. They're going to start, start talking to one another. So I think the message is, if, you, if you're if you not into sports, appreciate that tribe and that community and the value of that community. And if you are into sports... Two on point. That's too boring. Try to, appreciate, <laughs> try to appreciate the value of the same thing. Like that that value is, is not in whether you win or lose. It's in... That you get you, the guy next to you while you do whatever that thing is. I, right? I think yeah. this comes back if you to can one take of the... that away. You can take away the part where I feel like a fight is going to break out right. if I display my allegiance in the wrong stadium. Sure, this is one of the uh, common themes that we come back to all the time in our podcast, which is the desire to communicate and open yeah. up channels of information sharing. Um, and it's actually one of the things that I I see about sports that I think I don't want. I, this is kind of a sexist comment, I think, but it's one that will fly. I think for everyone. Sports allow dudes to talk to each other. Um, if you just put a it, bunch it, of dudes in a room and yeah. said, don't talk about sports, <laughs> odds are that those dudes would just stand around. I'm going to end up talking about sports, so, Will Ferrell movies, or <laughs> iPhones. So sports are like an incredible like uh, <laughs> lubricant too. for a lot of people to get together I and share. Will the best. It's a good dude. Uh, seen old school? <laughs> <laughs> He's great. You guys are crazy. Um, uh, yeah, and, and beyond that, I would say if you're not into sports, I would say... F- Think about the thing that you get that experience in, whether it is Comic-Con. If, if people didn't crave that sort of communal experience, Comic-Con wouldn't be a thing. And think about if you're a big music fan, you know, the people who've been to like five different Pearl Jam shows, or I know Adam's been to numerous uh, Bruce Springsteen shows. And it, there's a feeling when you're in there. It, it, it's not just, it's a little bit different from just putting on your headphones and, and, and rocking out to Born in the USA. It is. It is. Born in the U.S. Oh, the greatest Springsteen show I've ever been to was because of the group of people from New Jersey behind us that were wearing Star Spangled (laughs) headbands and cut off jean jackets and shorts, just rocking the fuck out. It was. It was outstanding. Yeah, and and and, you know, (laughs) but but that's the thing is that you remember those guys, and those guys had an impact on you in some in some menial way. So their whiskey flask had an impact on me. in a very real way. In a physical way? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, basically, I would say we all want this somehow. And whatever method by which we pursue it, um, it's still kind of ending up in the same place. And it's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast all in the same room together, because it's way more fun to be in the same room together yeah. and, than it would be to Skype. 
And uh, I think that in a very small way is what I get when I stand up at home wearing all my swag, holding my cane that I have to for superstitious purposes. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I know that at 4 o'clock Eastern time, I'm going to call my dad and we're going to talk about it. And I don't know that I'd call my dad otherwise on, uh, randomly on a Sunday or that day at all. That day I'm going to talk to him. That day we're going to have a little conversation. And that's kind of cool. So you're going to make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I cry all the time. For real though. It's, uh, you know, go same place we end up most of this stuff. Go make something. Go talk to somebody. Go, yeah. you know, whatever. Just don't hate on the people that don't want to do it your way. <laughs> right? Basically, yeah. So let's get out of here. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. I'm still Mike. <laughs> thanks for coming. Thanks for coming over. And thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Same deal. Same deal as always. Find us wherever you found us. Rate and review us on iTunes. goes a long way. You can email us at hello at zengineering.com. You can buy swag at stuff.zengineeringpodcast.com. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm sorry. That's hello at zengineeringpodcast.com. <laughs> Zengineering is owned by some like Indian company with a just a... What's our actual website? You can get to all these things on the website. Zengineeringpodcast.com is your hope for any of this stuff if you can't find it. But uh, thanks for sticking around for... 10 episodes super exciting. according to the stats you mean, you mean one i think episode. we have like i think we have maybe 27 <laughs> regular listeners all right that's a ton so, keep that's it up of, if they were all in this room right now it would be really crowded so uh should we do this the way we usually do i'm adam i'm brian i'm mike right. have a rock and rolling afternoon <laughs> <laughs>